faster than there ever was. Yeah, I don't think there's any real way we can preface this in sure. a professional manner. I, we shouldn't be doing it at all. In perfect honesty, in perfect harmony. One, Ebony two, three. Ivory. Ivory? You and me? <laughs> sure. Easy as one, two, three. Zane. Yeah. Welcome to Carconcast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And uh, <laughs> we're doing things a little differently We're doing this time things around. a little really <laughs> lazy. We didn't have the energy to try something harder, uh, so we were going to go and do the movie segment that we talked about. Movie segment? That's what we... Yeah, boot, bootlegged. Does it count? Well, okay, so this is this is a movie, so it's a bootlegged. It's more than 30 minutes, which I think is just... That that's, counts. If you went to France and right by the meter and the kilogram, uh, they have the length of time and the discrete length of time any 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 length of time it's okay there's 11 minutes 23 minutes and then anything greater than 23 minutes when you said when you stop by the kilogram and the meter like these are like restaurants but you mean the institute yeah, yeah. International the, the meter the five guys metrics yeah. And you claim that they have a discrete unit of time kept in a box. It's not a continuum. They're, like, everyone knows this. this. is a clear scientific concept. Uh-huh. It's not a continuum. Uh-huh. There's three <laughs> units of time. 11 minutes, 23 minutes, and anything that's greater than 23 minutes. Anything else is a form of dandyism. Yeah. That's, uh, you're, 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 you're engaging in intellectual dishonesty. Yeah, you're wrong and we know it. Egg timers are just, uh, lying to you constantly. But Ben, this is also a reheated segment because we've watched these shows before. So maybe the like, the egg timers aren't are lying to you, but they are on brand. It's also a scramble because they're doing weird shit with animation, and it's an unshelled because this is a, not the way we usually do it. I uh, I argue the point that it is an irregular form of animation because that implies that Jimmy Neutron looked normal. Yeah, and it did not. Uh, my memory is a little Zane, why am I saying moldy. Jimmy Neutron for the second time in one longer than 30 minute segment? Protect in this, your brain. In this case, I'm talking about my lifetime. <laughs> Protect why your brain. Why am I ever watching it Call again? him Jumbly Nutrin. Yeah. Um, so, backstory, we're not apart the way we usually are oh yeah this backstory is about to get wax story because we're in the same location and it's going to be that way for a while so the next few episodes are probably going to be kind of more casual (laughs) because we don't have they'll be more of like whatever we're watching we're firing from the hip because it's a lot of energy to watch stuff that we don't want to (laughs) watch frankly i think we have a better energy at times uh especially times i don't know i'm i've been pretty unmotivated to try to like do my normal yeah. note taking, getting prepped, all that stuff. It's so much easier to fire from the hip because you don't even have to unholster the, the mic. Honestly, when I get home from work, I barely have any hip. Uh, I, that not not according to We Fit We uh, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> it's a glorious yeah, time for days. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but as we stated, we we're gonna do Jimmy Timmy Power we Hour. Promised. We the promised. The fans demanded it. <laughs> we demanded it of so, ourselves. What, the way that we're gonna do this today is we're just doing this quick intro. We'll we'll pause the recording, watch a bit. If we feel like we need to say something, we'll pause that and and talk again. But uh, the idea of like preparing notes and writing down the plot summary so that we can remember it later exhausts me. It exhausted me the first time we did it for Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Oh, we never watched the original movie. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. 
It, it, it had some aliens in it. Uh, that's about all I ben, remember. Ben, are you ready for the production? Give me the production history. And uh, then, you know what? I think we should at least try to remember what we... Yes. What we gleaned from Jimmy Neutron and Timothy Neutron. The, mm, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour uh, consisted of three specials. So this was planned. This, this was, was a planned trilogy. Yes. Lucas had his fingers in a lot of pies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the original one was the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 3, the Jerkinators, and then they did Whoa. a prequel, and then they did an interquel. How do you do a prequel to an origin story uh, they that found... <laughs> still incorporates the team-up? Well, you got to imagine the origin of the origin. Well, like this, that would be like Avengers prequel... Is like them as in like a high school AU, Tony Stark and uh, Captain Captain uh, Captain America are like infuting uh, high school clubs. They're infuting high school clubs, and that's they right. and they don't remember each other by the time the Avengers movies happen. That would be what it's like. Yeah. So how do you have a prequel where the titular Timmy and Jimmy? are not complete strangers it, i think it's better to think of this as the there were a lot of people working on the same things because it was nickelodeon around the same time and they were i would like... be surprised if the problem here was too <laughs> many too much talent too much talent in the room we got butch hartman uh let's Rob look for those Paulson. hips we're gonna put a hip counter on the, on the top right <laughs> corner of the screen um yeah so it was made by all the same people uh, ran in 2004, so both shows were still going at the same time. That's kind of all there is here. Apparently, it reviewed well. Um, blast of creativity. No, no, don't, don't read, don't read quotes. I can't. I don't trust those. What we should do is talk about um, <clears throat> both Jim, Jiminy and Tim. We, we, Tim, we Tim, watched Tim, both Tim of these shows in the first year of the Carton cast. This was so fucking long ago. I can't believe it. I don't many remember people, almost anything. Many people consider uh, uh, the Fairly Odd Parents to be our first real episode. We certainly do. It's hard to look back. <laughs> yes, I don't listen to anything before we got the actual good equipment it's a good move. <laughs> and like even then, we didn't know what we were doing with it. We're like, is this a hammer? Is this like a do you Julian fries with this? Yeah. So you can imagine that if we if we talked about these shows now, they would run a lot longer those episodes. But what do we remember about either of those shows? They they both had great cartoon dads. True. Um, they both had plots that were typically instigated by the main characters' poor decisions. Accurate. And uh, Timmy was a magical warrior yes whereas jimmy was a satan worshiper <laughs> that's right <laughs> so this is the lore we've developed right right i don't remember exactly the ins and outs of how that goes so you know um earlier canon is uh you know the errata is the most recent rules right so right. whatever we're gonna come to uh come to this episode with in terms of jimmy and timmy lore even if that contradicts earlier stuff I don't know why I'm saying it as though it has any importance at all. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, you know, in terms of beyond, like, just lore capacity, I remember Fairly Odd Parents was a pretty solid cartoon format mm -hmm. with a little bit janky in the way of artwork. Like, I wasn't a crazy in, into all those, like, sharp angles or anything. And some of the jokes were just, like, a little too high energy for me. But, like, for the most part was pretty solid front to back. Good, yeah. Good, good plot structure, good narrative, 
had a theme going. Even typically good like specials, which often are, are hit or miss for this type of thing. Oh, with the Fairyversary Muffin. Fairyversary Muffin. Had Jorgen Von Strangle, which kicks it up a couple letter grades on his own. Mr. Crocker. Mr. Was, Crocker. With, with some sort of mech suit. Mr. Crocker. Splitting the atom. Has like a very iconic, uh, not just in his own show, visual tick. Yes. That I've seen in other things like SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that, that fed forward into so many different kind of things. The whole uh, tweaking this way and that in order to, you know, uh, communicate mental unwellness, to be (laughs) perfectly frank. It was a different time. Yeah. But um, that's all I kind of remember. Just pretty strong, positive association with Fairly Odd Parents, Mm -hmm. for the most part. Sure. Jimmy Neutron's a different story. Jimmy Neutron was more formulaic and not in a good way. The, the thing about Jimmy Neutron's format, they both required the protagonist to make bad decisions, but there was a much better excuse for a six-year-old than for a, like, 11 or 12-year-old, I'm going to say. You think Timmy was six? Wasn't he? I think he was 10. Was I, he really? I think these guys are both about 10. The problem is that Jimmy's a, a genius and shouldn't be making poor decisions like a... He's kind of like a child Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't... I don't. He, 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 like, the technical acumen is there. He's like Barry Ween, but, like, is... But without... But with, like, Tobey Maguire levels of brilliant but lazy. Yeah, like... like Barry Ween is proactive. Jimmy mm-hmm. is very reactive. Um, and he... It, and he's also just a lot less likable in terms of personality, which really puts me not on his side most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even talking about the animation, which looks like a trash fire that got launched into space <laughs> after and before it got set on fire. Now, now there are crossovers in other shows. Um, Kim Possible went on Lilo and Stitch that one time. But that that, that works though. But, like yeah. Lilo, yeah, cuz Kim Possible was friends with Ron and Ron is two fifths of the way to a <laughs> stitch on his own. <laughs> right. So, you know, usually a slight difference in animation style, you know, it, it works out, especially if similar creators were working on it. This, this, I only remember, like, there's a still frame in my head where we get Timmy in CGI land for the first time, and I, it's horrible. Yeah, well, of course it is. <laughs> like, they all look like that in Jimmy Neutron, but they're designed to look like that. So, like, yeah. the, the, you know, the models are using the Play-Doh factory molded hairpiece that uh jimmy neutron has mm-hmm. but that's that's it's designed to fit on that head you know yeah. no part of timmy looks like it's associated with any other part of timmy in the cgi land it just looks uh it looks garish it's almost like they said how do we make these art styles fit together and they were like oh in both shows the head occupies 50 percent of the real estate that's all. The only thing we need to keep consistent. It's uh, it's like when you, it's like that episode of The Simpsons. Oh where, yeah, where Homer goes to the real world out after going into like the 3D Tron land or yeah. whatever, and he doesn't look normal. Not merely because it's weird, bad CGI, but because he doesn't belong next to real human beings. <laughs> right. Uh, Jimmy belongs in his nightmare hellscape that uh, has accepted him into its ranks. Timmy is, is he, he belongs, uh, you know, at the very least in purgatory. Yeah, no, he's he's not for people. No, <laughs> Timmy is not for people, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's going to look disgusting. We're going to say some stuff about it looking disgusting. We're probably going to just reminisce about how much we remember liking, yeah. uh, you know, Fairly Odd Parents and 
how when you really when you literally view them back to back jimmy neutron looks a whole hell of a lot worse <laughs> that's my guess yeah but what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into this we're going to watch it for a bit stop at a natural breaking point uh and then pick back up the recording and then just we'll, we'll do that for a few times and hopefully blessedly <laughs> it will not last very long the minutes will just fly by fly by right by well we'll see them on the other side so how we were so right how we doing we were so right about how timmy looked in jimmy's world because like clearly they tried to adapt without losing the essence of what so a, Timmy lo- looks a lot like. of the visual shorthand for cartoons, two-dimensional cartoons, is like, uh, I don't know. You emphasize different bits. The, every animation style has like this different visual shorthand for what people look like. If you look at, you know, kind of a darkly toned serious anime versus something like Chibi, uh, the proportions are all completely fucking different. And if you try to swap them, it doesn't exi- it doesn't make sense in the new art style. Yeah, so, there's, there's only one character that can cross that boundary, and that's Launchpad McQuack. Or no, D- D- Deadpool can also manage it. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Our two greatest heroes. Yeah, uh, I haven't ever seen them in the same room at the same time. But, um, so, what, what, let's run down the plot real quick and then gripe. Uh, it's Science Day. Yeah, it's, it just, they could have said Science Day and I wouldn't have viewed it with any more skepticism <laughs> than Science Fair, honestly. Yeah. Science Fair, classic plot line. The thing, I, I'm, what I'm realizing is that a lot of my, uh, enjoyment of Fairly Odd Parents versus, Jimmy Neutron, it's really coming from my own bias. Yes. Because as soon as I saw all the familiar, you know, uh, edges and shapes of the intro sequence, which is Timmy's in class, he forgot his science fair project, now he's got to go wish to be in the greatest lab in the universe. It's all just, I mean, granted, a little more poorly written episode of Jimmy Neutron, or uh, Tim, uh... Yeah, this is going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, of uh, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, but it's, there's, there's... I, I'm I'm expecting the things that they're giving me. Yeah, and like these the, are all straight putts. The, the benefit, uh, the things that we look forward to in Fairly Odd Parents were never Timmy. It was always the other characters. So when we see AJ has cloned himself many a time. Yeah, I, I don't really love AJ. Just, okay, he's he's my very much a stand-in. <laughs> but uh, the other guys, I I like Chester McBadbat, yep. and like the fact that his dad is so bad at playing baseball that he wears a bag over his head and that's forever just, uh, self-imposed that's just, exile that's one of the things about this is that they really hold to the lore of their own shows uh and and the the, the lore of fairly odd parents is so fucking silly <laughs> chester mick bad bat that's his whole character that's his name welcome to his characters that embraces and like they just they just lean into it no one cares mm-hmm. uh i'm also realizing how much of my enjoyment of Fairly Odd Parents is coming from the tried and true uh, 90s era, you know, musical score soundtrack kind of stuff that they bring to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, this bouncy fanfare, the late motifs that lead into the classroom or the bedroom or like, you know, danger music. Yeah. These are all just like very... Uh, A lot better than surf rock. <laughs> Surf Rock really only works for one thing, and it's not where we are. So, but, well, it works for two things: but, uh, you surfing know, and rocking. I was more into watching Timmy yes. in in his own world. 
And, and like even in Jimmy's world, he's not the worst thing in his world. In Jimmy's he's, world, he's close. He's, he's bad. His he's, voice is still good though. Um, I I liked the voice a little less. I liked. I don't know. I think that when Timmy goes into Jimmy's world, there's something lost there. Certainly in the way that you're looking at him, but also like the side characters in both worlds are kind of what what I'm showing up for. Sure, and, and like I so guess... spending so much time focusing on how they're getting used to each other's worlds, uh, that doesn't work for me as well. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I think it would be a mistake not to point out the bulginess of Jimmy's world. I don't think they needed to do it four separate times in the first ten minutes. Is that how many? <laughs> uh, that's how many, how many times they said bulgy. I think it was just three distinct occasions. There was a multiplicity of two on one of those mm-hmm. sentences. But yeah, uh, they, they, they do shine a light on it, which is like not the worst. It It's still, like, even if you go up to, you know, the police, like, the, the local courthouse, <laughs> and you tell the guy there, listen, officer, robbed three, I robbed three banks. That's what I did. Three banks. That well, doesn't well, mean... Well, I robbed four banks, but three of those were One of them the was same, a repeat offense. Yeah, it's a duplicity. Even if you do that, it doesn't mean that you're absolved of robbing the banks. So the, yeah. fa- like, the fact that they're pointing out how gross it looks doesn't make it look better. You could have made it better. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like you and had I wanna, mentioned the proportions. I want to point out some of the specific problems. We, we've talked at length of the problems of Jimmy Neutron's world and animation style. Specifically Timmy. The eyelids, which make him look oh. like he's like been up for f- four days. Yeah, he's got like classic screech on a bender <laughs> eyelids. <laughs> um, the mouth that extends all the way to the back of his neck. He's pretty got much. like Joker pre-stitch scars. Yeah. yeah, he's got Joker cheeks and and just like the the huge teeth in trying to maintain his original self and proportions. They have doomed him to be a mutant. I, I'm looking at... So we paused it just after the breaking point where we're going to Timmy's world with Jimmy in it. Yes. So so the way that this worked was uh, Timmy wished to be in the best science lab in the universe to, so that he could win his uh, science fair day. We're not focusing on the plot because of course we are. Why would, We didn't know, need to know it and we won't need to know it we're after we're We're talking over most of the dialogue because we don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and then when he got there, uh, well, he brought this magic wand that lets him come back because the, the rules says that Cosmo and Wanda can't come with him to help him win a contest. Fine. That's never sure, been a yep. rule. That's now canon. Um, they, they always just, I love the rules. This is something that we yep. remember from that episode. The rules are great because it just tells us what we're, it tells us the constraints that we're in for the episode. Yes. And, and that's fucking it. Like, <laughs> they don't justify it. They don't like try to make it internally consistent. They don't care. Yeah, and they don't need to use techno babble to get it across. It's just like, he, you're, you're on your own when you go over there. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so he has a wand that will warp him back home. Uh, he's, he's rooting around in Jimmy's lab. While he's there. Yeah, just like... Did, did, like did, I was actually... Well, I was kind of a little plot curious. Did he assume that... It, he happened upon some other otherworldly scavenger. Yeah, <laughs> or Take what? Take me to the best science lab in the universe, which I what assume is, this, is empty. What, what is this other kid doing here? He claims that all this stuff is his. Everyone. Oh, knows. he must be trying to poach my hard yeah, one. Yeah, it's. I don't but, know. It, it does not, work for Timmy. His critical thinking skills have atrophied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he have to work a day in his life. Exactly. <laughs> um. So. Uh, 
Jimmy, of course, is concerned about this intruder burglarizing him and saying to his face, hey, I'm, I'm burgling around here. You wait your turn. Yeah, this is my turf now. <laughs> um, and, he, you know, they get into a fight and Jimmy grabs the, the wand and accidentally sends himself back into uh, Flatlands. Um, yeah. So that's 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 where that's God, happening. It is just a, it is just like a an animation uh, of of Flatland. Yeah, yeah. So we spent like ten minutes watching Timmy and Jimmy verse. Um, some highlights. Mm. He met his stupid friends, and they were like, "This guy's great because he's not smarter than us." That's actually kind of I mean, this is really <laughs> that's refreshing. It invites some questions about. Uh, you know, in Ed and Nettie, the reason that the three Eds were friends, even though their personalities were really disparate and they engaged in all sorts of, like, uh, you know, em- emotional violence at each other yeah. for various reasons, uh, they were all friends because they were the only ones they had. Nobody yeah. else would talk to them. Right. Uh, with, you know, some special exceptions. That's the feeling that I get for Sheen, Carl, and Jimmy. Well, when Sheen realizes that this is a different guy, he's like, oh boy, new friend. That who, face. Who's the <laughs> look on Sheen's face when he's like, oh, this guy wants to tool around with Jimmy's stuff Sheen's too. mouth is so low on his head. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Pr- what was that show where everyone's mouth... Oh, um, um, uh, as told by Ginger. Low oh, mouth. yeah. Yeah, there's some serious low mouth. But, but the fact that it's only lips, with one character. Yeah. You, you, you don't, they all have different head shapes. That's you don't actually realize until some Timmy hey comes over there. how disparate they all look. Yeah, because now you're looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it invites some questions about why the three of them are friends, and I think it's just because, like, <laughs> no one else would have them. Yeah, and uh, Cindy is now has the hots for Timmy because he's not an same, the same The same reason that Carl and Sheen yeah. like him. Um Jimmy, uh, t- yeah, Jimmy's parents. Uh, he hip- Timmy hypnotizes the mom into thinking she's a superhero, and now we get the to dad just watch just like, like oh, twenty minutes of foreplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is really good. like, come, Lind boy, help me with my quest for cleanliness. And he's like, oh, this is a sex thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm. I've been waiting, <laughs> audience. Is this it is Thursday already? <laughs> Jimmy's dad's sex thing jokes <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm really excited to see how that culminates, how that terminates by the end of the episode. And and what is clearly setting up to be the macro plot, which is uh, Goddard, the dog, is having uh, an upgrade installed. And Timmy shows up and he's like, "My, this looks like a game because it's a computer and I'm dumb. Let me put my like decimator disc into here. So now we've downloaded the concept of doom into this robot dog. There's a couple a couple of points here. <laughs> yeah, a couple of existential quandaries. Point one: He didn't remove the CD. He just put a second one on top of it. I don't I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> we we we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a robot dog scientist. But, oh, uh, you're not. The, the fact. Okay, so the fact that they're both on Earth of sorts. It's an Earth it's in the same universe at the same time. Yeah, they're both using CD-ROMs. Prove me wrong. No, yep, that was the style at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got to be in the same like three-year period. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, and I'm wondering if the wish required, you know, um, there was sort of like a uh, what's what's the what's the term with uh, the theory that the um, oh the anthropic principle. It's like the anthropic principle for the the universe being created. It's like, yes. why did it get created with the exact right constants such that life could be supported on Earth? It's like, well, 
other universes could have been created and collapsed in on themselves, why, when would we ever know about that? Are you implying that the only way a sentient society could ever form is if eventually they formed CDs? I'm No, no, no. Uh, you're, you're going on a different track, which I'm interested in, but it's not the point. <laughs> I do want to talk about it. I do want to talk about that. No, what I'm saying is, like, I wonder if there is, like... Some like subroutines in the wand, in the, the wish of like, I want to go to the greatest scientist, the science, the greatest lab in the universe. And there's like a bunch of asterisks and parens, and they're like, okay, in the universe, that's got to be this universe. It's got to be this kind, like, he's got to be able to breathe the same air. Like, yep. I, I'm wondering if there's like a bunch of constants that oh, need to be man. met. Oh man, when the when the oxygen molecules go from two D to three D. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I could have a field day. He <laughs> <laughs> would never stop. But of course, we need to stop because we got more show to get to. <laughs> yeah. And it looks so, like we're about to embark on. Yeah, we've only seen a couple of frames of um, Jimmy in Fairly Odd Parents Land. Should, we, should we cut it there so that. Let's just look at Let's just look at him real quick. Well, well maybe we should cut it there so hmm. we can embark on the next segment wherein we have Jimmy in Timmy's world. Yeah. And then we can talk about that fresh. Let's start fresh. Got a blast. Okay, so like, fairly odd parent, fairly odd parents, is just a demonstrably better show. Yeah, front to back, like uh, like the writing is snappier. There's more gags. The musical stings, like you said, are just incredibly additive. Oh man, the the game show theme song when they're telling that when they're telling Jimmy that he's won not only an F but also a beating. Yeah, for for being himself. Very good. And then it like. Like, it seems like they're going to move on to the plot and then right back to the game show music. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) We we talked about at the time, how much are you giving up in order to get that new animation style? And it turns out, like, most of the fun of it. eh, That's not, maybe that's not fair. It's just, it's hard to argue that uh, Jimmy is a comparable show to Timmy. It's just very clear. When they're placed next to each other like that. It's clear from the animation, from the writing, from the character design. um, The only reason this crossover happened is because Jimmy and Timmy sound the same. (laughs) It happened because it could happen. I I think there's some whimsy to be had in trying to adapt each one to the other one's art style, but we should mention Jimmy looks totally fine it's, in, it's regular it's, it's just, big head it, just, it looks compared like compared to Crocker. it looks like one of timmy's friends yeah this is just a normal buddy this is just a bud oh the, the, the guy you know new kid in town new it looks like new kid in town it doesn't look like a like a giant like rat a escape festering <laughs> <laughs> blister on our consciousness yeah. um uh we got a you know a, a good highlight for like okay so the way these things happen the um, dimension hopping episode, crossover episode. It is not merely enough to have one crisis. You must have two, yep. and you must resolve both of them, hopefully simultaneously. Yes. that's what makes it pop the best. The, the, the Flintstones and the Jetsons. We saw this. They live. A, they walk a mile in each other's shoes, and they need to fix both things in order to get back. And like in there somewhere, it can be like this is too short for it. But I imagine if they had more time or or, or more care, they could have been. Like, oh man, this is so much better than my old world for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then over the course of the show, they realize I belong in my own world. Yeah, hero's journey. Something about two, that. Two parallel hero's journeys. Yeah, which is, I, I like the concept in isolation. Yeah. It's a, this articulation is not my favorite, obviously, but there is something to it. Mm-hmm. I, I like seeing, as ghoulish as he is, 
I like seeing Timmy and Jimmy's art style just just to, just to see what it looks like. Yeah, you know, there's there's a morbid curiosity there, and um, I, I like how Jimmy. I like in particular how Jimmy is reacting to Timmy's world because Timmy not only does Timmy grant have like wish granting powers, Timmy's entire world has just a much lower threshold for sense. Yes. Uh, there, There's no logical... Cons- you can't have... A, like, what is the most that the teacher in Jimmy Neutron does? Is has, a like, a weird verbal tick. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird verbal tick. Yes. That's it. In Timmy's world, the teacher is, like, printing Fs from a gigantic, like you know, um, industrial strength printer to, like, rocket them out at Timmy to bury him in a pile of Fs. Yeah, and he has, like, a like a locker where he presses a button and goes to his hidden lair. Yes. And these it's just, like, the yes and of, <laughs> of Timmy's world. Yeah, they never, they never bothered to ask, what if? They just did it. It's just a lot of if. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just a lot of if. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> if what? Yeah, the, the 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 need to not explain anything does a lot of, does a lot for uh, the Timmy verse. Mm-hmm. I do really like how Jimmy reacts to the world, mm-hmm. as I said. Yeah, he, he's he's treating it like a scientist. He he doesn't believe in magic. He sees Cosmo and Wanda, and he's like, oh, these are holograms, clearly. Yeah, and I, I kind of like that, like that immediate because he's also a kid, so he doesn't he's not a proper scientist. He's not like here's my hypothesis. He's like. This is the most science explanation I can think of. Therefore, all of my biases lead toward that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing it, can dissuade him that these are holograms. It's a scientism. It's a, it's a culture thing. It's a, it absolutely <laughs> a culture thing. Um, so, and, and like, I, I really like the moment where he, uh, where he picks up the, the F that Crocker just gives him, gives him one without explanation. Here's yeah. your daily F. Oh, here's Timmy. He's dressed up to hide the fact that he hasn't done a science thing let's give him an f and punch him because like this is the premise of his show this is the premise of timmy's show is that everyone no one understands him. no one understands um and it burns his flesh yes. to, to grip an f with his bare hands which is just very good you I, I had mentioned something to the effect of uh the parents and the the adults kind of everyone in their respective universes are really ready to accept that this is just timmy with a costume or <laughs> something going on with his head. Yes, people constantly trying to rip his head off. Yeah, like they're trying to Scooby-Doo on Monster Island. Yeah. This time Timmy's real. Yeah. And uh, this is, um, and that's what they did in the Jimmyverse as well, is the mom came in and is like, just didn't even bat an eye. Oh, he scientifically the... shrunk his head. Fine, yeah, he does it's, this shit all the time. Yeah. They're so ready to accept this bullshit. Yeah. And I think that that's a really... It, it fits so easily into the cosmology of either show yeah, it, it that shows, I was almost applauding when I saw it. It shows that they live in a world where anything happens and it does every week. I'm surprised that they are not just completely apathetic mm-hmm. by the uncaring world that shifts on the whims of a child much akin to a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> oh, this again. Without Well, I mean, like, they don't, um, you know, like, how, how can you not? How can you not just become nihilistic? realizing that every other weekend you're going to get turned into a talking mushroom. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the conception we had originally when we talked about uh, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the so. cornfield. So, um, plot-wise, what's happening to Jimmy is he he thinks, oh, Timmy's actually a great scientist. He designed this, um, you know, pen that can teleport me 
the, forever. The infection's already getting to him because he previously saw that Timmy Timmy was rummaging around in his lab specifically to steal a science experiment. He's like, "Listen, guy, I'm not smart enough to science my own thing." Like. J- Jimmy's kind of in a cult. Like, everything must be science or else I don't have a job. And, and so That's exactly it. He's and, like QAnon. And he realizes, like, oh, this thing only teleports me back to, to Timmy's room. I'm going to shove it into a Game Boy, and now I can go anywhere. I lost it. I couldn't yeah, deal you were with incredulous. This. You were audibly incredulous. Uh, everything else, I was willing to accept. It was all fine. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, imagine trying to do that in Jimmy's world. Yes, where like he like screws it in, and like there aren't the, um, they they don't have the kind of mechanical flourishes to make that kind of feel okay. Yeah, in order to make it seem more real by changing the animation, the suspension of disbelief becomes greater. Right, you you are able to accept more bullshit in Timmy's world, just straight up. It's more palatable bullshit. Because I mean, like, and you, if you want to break it down into actual, like, this, that, and the other, what are the physical manifestations of this bullshit energy that's getting us to lower our thresholds for sense? When he jams that pen into the Game Boy, like, there's like a kachink or whatever, yeah. and like little like lights come out of it or something, and then you know, there's there's sounds of success achieved. Yes, you've. Put the key in the hole in the adventure game. <laughs> this this was supposed to happen. Right. But it only works because it's magic, and there's no reason he should accept that that happened. Of course. I mean, like, uh, take away the part of your brain that is requiring explanations. Mm-hmm. If you just look at what the visual medium is telling you, this should. You, you know, this is That's what of, it's saying. This is kind of like in the Flintstones and Jetsons, where the Jetsons go to the past— they have future technology. They can do so much, and and that's like Jimmy in Timmy's world. He's a super scientist, and he's just making stuff happen. Timmy in Jimmy's world, without his fairy godparents, is like the Flintstones in the Jetsons world, where they're just different and therefore cool, but there's not actually anything special about them. He, he the, the the godparents were holding his ba- were holding him back. Yeah, because now he's a cool kid. He can get by on charm alone. Well, that's the central conceit of the godparents, right? You only give them to kids that are having a rough time, and now he's he's doing all right. Yeah, living sh- in somebody else's life and stealing his inventions. What, what does that do for a child who? This is almost like if you wanted to go to like a um like this. I, I'm stretching super far here. But like, if you wanted to go into like a born in the wrong body, I was gonna say, oh, born. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like born in the wrong decade. Born, like, born oh, in the wrong decade. Should have been in the seventies. It's. I mean, like you can approach it from more of the you know, uh, more pop political side of things. If you want to do born in the wrong body, clearly there's some stuff there that maybe I don't want to touch on the in the realm of Jimmy Timmy Power Hour speculation. Yeah, but it's along the same axis as like. Born in the wrong decade, born in the wrong life, born in the wrong like economic spectrum, whatever. Yeah. Born in the wrong location. That that you can actually apply that to Timmy's situation simply by seeing what happens to him when he moves out. Oh, when he got emancipated from his house, suddenly he was able to get an apartment in the city and he's able to make his own way and he's able to get, you know, the the degree that maybe isn't what his parents wanted but makes him happy. Like yeah. we check in with him in a year and he's doing fucking great because he wasn't being ground against the heel of the society that he grew you, up in. You change the environment, you change the man. Yeah. Whereas with Jimmy, um he is completely uh, uh, 
he does not adapt to this new world. He is still the same person. He's, he's a, bringing it with him. He's, he's a stronger world character. He's 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 a more narcissistic character as yeah. well because he doesn't require anyone else right at all. It's always been about him. There's no emotional. I don't know what the emotional relationship between Jimmy and Carl and Sheen is. Like that is a that is a uh, a, a that is a um, clan. Yeah. Like relationship for mutual survival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the playground jungle. That is Listen, that is middle school. If I get into his inner circle, he will rescue me when he ends up killing the town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we gotta buy in quick. He's completely pragmatic. Ships leaving the station. Um yeah. So where we just left, um, Crocker confronted him, stole the Game Boy Magic Wand, and toggled to Fairy World where he wants to go. Uh, and then now we're cutting back to, um, you know, uh, uh, Retroville, the Jimmy world. And uh, I'm I'm a little sad to see, I'm looking to see forward, our boy go. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, Cindy relax more and more of her standards for dateables because this guy just is so much better than Jimmy in a lot of different ways. And, yeah. like, it feels like she's rebounding off a bad breakup. It, it, this scene, it, if it, I'm being honest, it shows how the power of just being nice, like <laughs> not actively being a shit, not not like actively destroying her world. Yeah, and talking down to her by you know obliquely. Yeah, um, I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm thinking that this is gonna have some real Doug funny energy. <laughs> So it looked like the plot was thickening, but then it thinned out again. It thinned in very specific ways. So we, we started back in on Jimmy's home turf, which, like, we know that the Goddard Destructinator thing is going to turn into a... It, it's a very Jimmy Neutron problem. Yes. So I, I like that both of them are kind of adapting to their universes. Jimmy and Timmy's universe is like, I don't need things to make sense. Wand goes in Game Boy. <laughs> And Timmy in Jimmy's universe is like, I've made a problem. I'm not going to clean it up until I absolutely have to. Yeah, I, my first instinct is to dig this hole a little deeper. Yep. Um, and get my friends involved in it. Yeah, so there's this, this is just a very quick, uh, you know, it's, it's about as fast as you can run through the basis of rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. It's like... Seven minutes of heaven, <laughs> and and Timmy's on top. <laughs> Timmy is absolutely a power sideways. <laughs> uh, it's like seven minutes of dog robot. Uh, <laughs> the game is based in such a way that whenever you defeat a player, he gets bigger. So he just gets bigger. Cool game. He he eats Timmy. Timmy's in the the throat, which is just a pit of acid with a conveyor belt. Amazing! I don't what powers this thing. And Cindy like tells him like the idea that the game, (laughs) in the lore of Destructinator or whatever the thing is called, you program the the inside. You you program the inside to run on acid is just. (laughs) So uh, Cindy, you know, voice commands to him to you know. Do do this. Solve the problem. Yeah, she's this basically way. Oracle right now. Yeah, she's Oracle, and and she loves that he let her solve the problem. 
Yeah, because usually Jimmy is always the one who just kind of gets in the way and has to solve it because he has to be the center of attention. But yeah, so he flips the power switch. The day is saved. There's a couple of scenes where Jimmy's mom and dad are having hijinks. Completely disconnected from what comes before and after. Yeah, I I would have preferred just a straight minute of confused edging by the dad. (laughs) Convinced that this is still role play somehow because it seems like that fits in his dad the jimmy's dad is a timmy's is a uh, fairly odd parents character yeah yeah for the most part <laughs> like I, I think that he didn't quite fit uh, him assuming that the entire town destruction thing was elaborate foreplay makes perfect sense to me I, I was assuming that his mom was going to play into saving the day in some way because why else make her a superhero i mean just for the gags yeah, but why else? Yeah, I think it's funny. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I just I it we we pan back to them on three separate occasions, none of which are necessitated in any way. Mm-hmm. It's just filling time. I think uh, I would rather have just done one in, uninterrupted segment with the three of that with the two of them just kind of doing their shenanigans and then getting out of the way. I'll, I'll be honest. This this section held nothing for like I I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I've got a couple things. Which is uh, when when they're kind of deliberating how are we going to beat up the, the, the Jimmy's dog, big headed Jimmy? <laughs> um, how are we going to do that? When when they're kind of discussing it, we see like the, the the wide shot of like the five of them, you know, Cindy and her friend, uh, Timmy and Jimmy's friends. The five of them are all kind of standing around talking back and forth. And what I notice is that unlike in Fairly Odd Parents. In Jimmy Neutron, people can stand and not be talking, and they'll still be, like, moving in some subtle ways. Yeah, because with CGI, it's very easy, easy to just say, like, okay, wiggle. Give, give them an idle animation. Yeah, yeah, So they're, they're all kind of, like, you know, grimacing and, like, shifting their weight. Oh, Sheena's writhing from some <laughs> sort of space <laughs> from cosmic morning radiation. Night. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked that, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it gave it a good sense of scene to, like, have them all be kind of invested in it in some way, as mm-hmm. opposed to just being literal background characters. It was it was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, it also, you know, the pacing is, is different in Jimmy's world because solving the problem is this committee effort. It's right. not like, I'm going to just keep wishing until stuff works. There's more inertia to Jimmy's world, where, like, you have to kind of build up to a resolution. You kind of can't just have it at, right. like, at a point of inspiration. You have to lead up to it. There is, like, a mild Sherlock kind of thing that Jimmy does in his own world, where he brain blasts and he solves the problem relating the situation at hand to something that happened earlier in the day. So it's a slower buildup. The problem, the sense of drama has inertia. And in Fairly Odd Parents, it kind of doesn't. Yeah. And it's, so, it's, we, we tried a few things that failed, which is actually more the scientific method, but... Right. Um, but in, in this, they even he even does that. Yeah. Like, Timmy doesn't do the brain blast because he's he, an he tries. old idiot. <laughs> we, like, zoom into his ear, and, and it looks like, like I'm done. Yeah, it looks like we're going to go into his brain and see, like... Like oh, cobwebs. Yeah, but no, it's just we're not even going in because he got bored. Yeah, which it still fits. But, like, the idea that he happens upon the solution which is the same kind of thing that jimmy would do in his show it kind of makes you think that it's not a smart thing it's just this is how the world works yeah (laughs) it very well could be speaking of i want to talk about cindy vortex for a second because i find her character fascinating in this yeah like she she is smart but she's not that smart and she wants to be recognized as smart but she can only 
hold affection for somebody who is a like a competitor, like on her level, like a rival. How does this person? It's it's like this is a much more dynamic person than anybody else. It's so clear that she is actually into Jimmy, but the sense of rivalry keeps her from accepting it. Yeah, like um, she clearly wants everything that Jimmy is, but just the fact that it's Jimmy won't allow her to conceive of a relationship with him. Like she wants, uh, the, she wants Timmy to be smart. He's not. She wants him to be like you know amazingly thoughtful. He's not. These are all things that Jimmy are. Yeah, she just has so much. Uh, she has so much of a rivalry with Jimmy that she can't see it. And I, I think that is like pretty subtle for a, like an eleven year old or whatever. She yeah, is. yeah. It's it's a it's a sense that she has spent so much time competing or or you know ruminating on this character that she has just grown to care about him over time, and now it's getting transferred but onto she, this new guy. Right, and she be and now what happens to all of those affections that she repressed? Now that the rivalry is gone, she has multiple motivations. Mm-hmm. No one else does. <laughs> like I, I, I was kind of pretty drawn in by the fact that she's going so goo goo eyes over someone that represents everything that Jimmy is, and merely the fact that he's not Jimmy is enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm held off from enjoying it particularly a lot just because the like goo goo eyes and Timmy being such a dork about it, being like, "I'm taking orders from a girl. That's cool." I'm I'm talking to a girl. That's what that's rad. You're yeah. just a girl, or you know, it's just like, like what are we doing here? <laughs> I I don't know. I I do think that he's like probably a couple of years younger than all of them. So. Yeah, he's. I mean, his head. I'm not saying smaller. it's a statutory thing. I'm just saying it's like a no, little. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. Yeah. We would never. So where are we at the plot now? Uh, I don't know, cause like we still gotta ha- we, we have to have we didn't do the thing that we said we wanted, which was like to have them resolve their conflicts at the same time yeah it's just completely you and my world me and your world two different plots well maybe in the sequels they'll have a bit more interplay yeah so once they get all that you know fan feedback and here's the thing now they've so they've reestablished communication with jimmy um via goddard oh because goddard was is the link between worlds right so they they fully resolved their thing and now we're going to do, like, <laughs> this is such a weird choice. Yeah, you would expect them to resolve their problems at the same time or have the problems be somehow linked. Mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah, it's completely which, unrelated. Which, which short circuits this idea of, like, uh, I don't know, there, there's, like, a theme that you could have here, which is, like, we're birds of a feather in our own strange, twisted ways, and, like, there is kind of a, a, a communion here with this, like, uh... This is like a kindred spirit, almost, yeah, yeah. between Jimmy and Timmy. And them working together to resolve a problem really would have given that some weight. But it's just, uh, this dick is in my universe, I'm in his universe, and now we're going to have two separate episodes yeah. of, sh- of our own shows. It, it really is a special. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, that, that's the only way to call it. Yeah, it, there's no cohesion, I guess, across the two plot lines, and that's, yep. that's annoying. Um, you would expect there to be like if if you're going through the work of putting them in each other's universes of Freaky Fridaying it, you you should at least do the groundwork of like expressing the notion that uh, you know they're they're not that different. I, I am excited that we're gonna see segment where they're in fairy world because that's where all the fairies live. That's where Jorgenmon Strangle is. Yes, who, who I would kill to see in Jimmy's universe. Whom I would kill. 
I think it would kill me to see him in Jimmy's universe. I think he would kill me on site. Oh, there was that other thing. Is that, that orders. Is that when Jimmy goes into the into Timmy's universe, he's got like this little chin line. Yeah, a little chin jut. This is, that's, that's fascinating. They love chins. Because <laughs> that's, that, it, he doesn't have one of the, like, it's just the way that they, that, that's the way the animation expresses big chin, is to have it ex- just a completely separate orb <laughs> like <laughs> that the circle encompasses yeah that's how they say chin in timmy's universe yeah but they, they didn't have the tools in jimmy's universe to express it that way i just find that fascinating yeah there's there's just a lot going on here. there's a lot so yeah we're, we're leading up to the the finale i'll see we'll what see. we can hope is the finale we'll see you then All right, it, I. It's so weird how unrelated to everything that came before, everything just happened was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, there was a middling episode of the Fairly Odd Parents, definitely dragged down a bit by the fact that Jimmy doesn't belong there, and has worse jokes. Yeah. Um. And then just all. Just everything I remember from that part of it just wiped away by some very tantalizing ontological details in the, in the final minute and a half. <laughs> okay, so let's start at Fairy World. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, Crocker's there. Who, who fucking cares how he got there? He's there now. He's taking over. He pretends to be <laughs> God damn an it. imp on a tour. Yeah, <laughs> on a tour. No, and and like, they you're not it. a human, are you? And he's like, no, but. If hypothetically I was, how would I take over Fairy World? I'd just go over there and do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just go over there and do uh, it. Destroy the magic tower Does of Does it Lost. in a minute. Yeah. There's no... Inside of a minute, he's there. He's king. <laughs> he's going. And, like, there's just the the setup, the rising action, the climax. It's so fast. Yeah. They, zero to hero in 60 seconds. And they start it, like, 30 minutes into this 40-minute thing. <laughs> Remember how I said, like, uh, there was an inertia to Jimmy Neutron? Yes. We very clearly see now how true that the was. coefficient of friction is down to zero we, we are on dry ice and we are just sliding downhill toward the climax yeah this is this this is i i you know i just i had to i had to blink to like shake my head awake after all that was happening it's just a it, blistering pace now as for the world building they have this big tower that powers all magic where if you just knock it down there's no more magic a thing that has not existed in Fairly Odd Parents we're in, we're ever. In, we're in Fairly Odd Parents. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine that that's how it works. And so Crocker is just king of the universe. We've seen him do this a few times. Yes. It's always entertaining. Right. Um, and uh, Jimmy has to stop him using, we don't have magic, so gotta science it. And he goes to the science fair. That's not up the worst. Mech. If, I, if I may. There's a mech fight. I think that that's decent. No, for, that's that's for, clever. For, yeah, would have been more decent if we had some sort of wish, kind of like magic existing kind of thing on Timmy's side yeah, of the he, equation. But he's not magic. He I, just I know, but maybe he had like a magic gizmo in the first half of the plot that he pulls out to solve a problem. Yeah. Instead, what happened was he just opened a locked door with his big buck teeth. Yeah, yeah. Which and is not the same thing as he, using <laughs> magic in a science world. Yeah, it's not a strong. It's like primary trait solves the day versus tertiary trait yeah. solves the day. Yeah, like 
yeah, hectary so, trait so the, almost. That, that you know, Timmy solving that robot problem that fits in with the whole we, we swapped worlds. I'm, I'm getting along. The last 15 minutes of this. Um, do you remember in Brave Star those two episodes where it's just it's Lightning Sherlock Holmes and that's his show now? I did. I didn't actually watch those episodes. This is just um, the Fairly Odd Parents, but we have a guest star. Yeah, the, the part of Timmy. Turner will be played by somebody who is not at all like Timmy Turner. Because the fact but that he looks close enough. Because the fact that he's smart doesn't do a whole lot. Oh, it does do a lot. He solves the uh, the great uh, what 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 is the guts theory uh, the of the four fundamental forces and also magic being a single force because he figures out that and hang on a second because like the first there's two ontological. Uh, just mind blowers here the first of which is that uh magic is just electromagnetism yeah which is uh no well that's not ben this is fairly odd parents i think what you mean is yes and and (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man seeing wires in fairly odd parents (laughs) is pretty weird it's it's like seeing bones in any Klasky Supo mm. uh, production. Like they they shouldn't actually exist in that world. Right, right. Bo- bones shouldn't happen. It's it's you know it's beneath the surface for a reason. It's taboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's considered rude to invade that territory. Um, yeah, everything is lumps. But like I, I just I I that 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 made my brain hiccup a little. I got over it in a second. <laughs> Uh, so he he connects the tower back up to a, an outlet. Outlets exist on Fairy World because it's electromagnetism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jorgen von Strangle makes an appearance. Yep. He turns into a dog. I don't hate that. A, a, a bizarrely grisly bit for a uh, for a kids show to end on. How are we gonna mind wipe Doctor Crocker, Mister Crocker, from remembering Fairy World? We'll traumatize him with a dog attack. We'll just we'll just beat him to death. We'll just <laughs> yes. beat him unto death. <laughs> Is, is how we resolve that, and they go. And that's just, how we solve problems we in fairy world. <laughs> it sounds like something Jorgen von Strang would say, and then someone else would overrule. Yeah, and it does not get overruled. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's a dog. There's even like some detail gone behind it. It's like over there, you'll see a schnauzer rearranging rearranging the internal organs of a human. <laughs> like they just flat out say it. Yeah, that was weird. So it's gonna all be forgiven. In the uh, when when you are balancing the scales against the final insane, you know, uh, the the insane cost of having these two worlds together, which is they have to bid each other farewell in some sort of Zordon space. Yeah, what, okay. What's going on here? So you know how uh, originally Timmy went to the best lab in the universe. So clearly, it's the universe. Throughout the show, everybody's saying, oh, I'm in a different dimension. And now, instead of a straight shot They didn't to this realize place, that both worlds were part of the Cosmere. We're, we're, we're crossing through the Cosmere <laughs> into the parallel, into the perpendicular space. Um, <laughs> portals open up, and they, in their different uh, uh, animation styles, come through, shake hands, and then do the old switcheroo, and then go back into their own dimensions. But fuck, man, what, where is this? What is, what is this extra space... What is this extremely Sailor Moon-esque, you know, uh, space situation going on? Yeah, it's it's got to be some other Emmy, right? 
some other Emmy? Yeah, Jimmy and Timmy. Oh. This has got to be uh, Invader Zimmy. This is this is his dimension. This is, this is Shimmy. Yeah, and um, so everybody's back in their own places um, after the robot fight, and you know we're we're at the science fair where uh, Timmy still hasn't uh, uh, you know come up with a science fair project, and then Jimmy has figured out how to cross these worlds. You know, setting up a sequel, Set, setting up an invasion. Yes. <laughs> Clearly we can take over these people and steal we their electric to, fairies. We we have to help them because they cannot help themselves. They're yes. better they're better governed under our rule. Look at what poor. they do yes. with their power. This is the lumpy man's burden. Now of course we are going to take some of their resources. It's, it's only fair. Only a fair tax to recoup the costs of bringing them enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, he sends Goddard through to be Timmy's science fair project. And the way that they animated Goddard... You guys seen AI? It's 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 3D pretending to be 2D. That it, That's... Is that harder than just making it, it 2D? absolutely must be harder because they have a whole system in place for, for the 3D animation. They know... They've got like polygons and shit. I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's it's almost like they tried to do the whole movie like that and realized how expensive it would be, and it's just just do it at the end for a robot. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, it's like that movie where there's a bunch of superheroes and they never use their powers except in like a two second shot at the end because that's the only time they could use the CGI budget, and the rest yeah. of the time they're just like personal problems. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's how that's how it ends. Um. Per se. Yeah. Yes, it does. It is now over. And we have completed it. We have climbed this Everest. Or, as you might say... <laughs> climbed two separate Everests. We've, yeah, <laughs> we've climbed, we are standing astride them. Uh, we've climbed the fairy tower that powers all magic. Right. And also a robot dog. Terminator. I think if you... If you think... If you... I, th- I think you'll find that if you look down far enough, it's all, it's all just magic again. Yeah, because the, the science he did wasn't science real science. No, I mean, like, it never is. So, like, he, one of the things he does is he wraps the wires around... Uh, he he wraps them around a crown, which is made of metal, probably, and attaches it to a power source, and he makes an electromagnet. He orients the crown toward a metal thing, and, like, woo-woo circles come yeah. out. <laughs> That's how to... electromagnetism works in that universe. Everything about that makes sense. The only thing that doesn't is the very sincere attitude very serious straightforward attitude jimmy has toward this should work because yes i, I want to wanna... <laughs> jimmy's idea of i can predict what happens before it happens a thing that no a trait that no other character if in that Kimmy universe there, has said let's get our magnets on and then just did the woo 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 thing yes it's perfectly fine not weird at all let me let me put a point of rep let me put a reference here uh this is somewhat akin to having that gravitons and graviolis moment in Futurama. <laughs> yeah, it's like... But without the sentence that is that ridiculous and, like, <laughs> very tongue-in-cheek attitude about it. If you just had someone talking about... So when the microwave radiation combined with the astrophysical or the astrological gamma radiation, a yeah. vortex in time was opened up. Wouldn't fit in Futurama. Professor Farnsworth says gravitons and graviolis, <laughs> and all of a sudden... Everything fits together nicely. Where it, it's a line where 
they had to understand it in order to misrepresent it so yes. finely. <laughs> yes, but they couldn't do it while staying true to Jimmy's character. Yeah, it, it's it's like going out of your way to get a zero on a multiple choice test. <laughs> yeah, it, it, sh- it shows that they know what they're doing. They just they just veered it. Well, it just Jimmy's character can't exist within those restraints very well, which is why the entire we're we're skipping over like all of the quote-unquote climactic it, it didn't scene. matter it, it's it's all nonsense he does have a science montage uh, set to his own universe's music and you realize just how integral the fairly odd parents music is to everything and we notice this um also in the in the voices where timmy's voice in jimmy's world was way more annoying than vice versa even though they have fairly similar voices it's because there's music behind it doing like stings every two seconds yeah Music and animation integration is very obvious in a movie like this. And I think that's what I'm going to take away from this is is just what would it look like if we had chosen different music is going to carry a lot more weight for me now. Yeah. Now that I know what happens when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is a weird tech demo, you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird showcase of what happens when you don't make your music and animation style synthesize well. Right. Um, I, I liked it on those merits. I think that this is a cool showcase of what happens when it goes wrong. It's it's a very, like, they did the best they could with what they had. Um, I assume be- they didn't have a very good budget. I'm assuming that this came about because some guy in a boardroom was like, Jimmy? Timmy? <laughs> what if? You guys see what, what is this? <laughs> What's going on here? Um... And then the animators had to do the best they could. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the idea was. It was a special. I remember seeing commercials, so it was, like, promoted. Um, I don't exist in that world anymore, so I don't really know what cartoon promotion is like. But presumably there were enough fans of each of them that, like, they were just trying to get some cross-promotion going on. Yeah. Um, Which is not the weirdest thing in the world. It's a little more on the nose than most cross-promotion stuff. Like the, you know, Cartoon Network bumpers where... Samurai Jack is talking to Chicken from Cow and Chicken or whatnot. Yeah, the animation, it melded a bit better in those. Of course. Do, do you think that this is, um, how, how does this compare to just the straight up Fairly Odd Parents movies or the, the Jimmy Neutron movie? I remember liking the Fairly Odd Parents movies and, believe it or not, the Jimmy Neutron movies. I don't remember a lot of the Jimmy Neutron movie. The uh, thing is, like it's just Because that was their first time. It's cohesive. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Because that that was made before the that show. was that was the pilot, right? Um, it's it's cohesive though, is the thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you you go into the world and you're not distracted every few seconds by the fact that this thing that should not be is here. Yeah, I, I'm just you know I know I'm repeating myself, but I I can't get over how much cohesion is. This it makes both shows clearly are more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. It's how it's how you blend those those disparate elements together to create something like Timmy's voice, not good on its own. You know, you pair with the background and animation and music of a Fairly Odd Parents, and suddenly it's acceptable. Yeah, um, Jimmy's dad uh, going into a bit and staying in that bit and doing iterations on that bit versus Timmy's dad who shows up, says something ridiculous, responds to something in a ridiculous way, and then he's gone. He's flattering. We're not going to see him again. Yeah, that's... that's. I'm surprised that we saw the that Jimmy's dad again. Like, they, they, it was no more than a minute of screen time in that second half that we were talking about where he just pops in to say, hey, is this still a sex thing or not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but did any of that even need to happen? They no. just needed a 
a breather. They just needed like an aperitif to when, when cleanse you, the palate. When you what really, when you really dig into this special and start tearing away things that didn't need to happen, I think you'll find that. Yeah, they... I don't have enough paper for that list. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, it wasn't terrible. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. It was so beautifully flawed. Yes, there were there was so much to riff on. Mm-hmm. You know, if if this show. If our podcast was an MST3K style podcast, this would be our this would be a field day. Yeah, and and the clash of the styles really brought to the forefront all of the aspects of the shows that we originally talked about, and it, it was nice to revisit that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be vindicated on how right I was <laughs> on so many elements of both shows. Yeah, now now I'm gonna like keep an eye out for other cartoon crossovers and see if I can find one with a similarly terrifying art style combo. Flintstones and Jetsons, it's the same art style. It's both Hanna-Barbera. They're the same. Yeah, they they just are play, the they're same. plagiarizing each other for like a solid decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you you tend not to have much of your own identity after that. Yeah. Oh, in this episode, he's got roller skates, uh, uh, rocket boots, and in this episode, he's got, uh, you know, beavers that run at super speed. Right, but like if, 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 for instance, you know, we watched like a Fall Guys meets Blade Trinity kind of crossover, <laughs> I, I would be pretty interested in... <laughs> In the minutia of, like... They do kind of seem like they're <laughs> ice skating uphill. <laughs> like, I, I didn't didn't say that so that you could actually pick it apart, okay? I was just trying to think of the most... I only know one line from Blade Trinity. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Hope it, it went well. Yeah, if you, if you enjoyed our razzing of these two disparate properties... Uh, you know uh what a blessed day this must be for you there are other jimmy timmy power hours yeah two three yeah uh so if you enjoy yes thankfully (laughs) if you enjoyed this uh let us know you can go to uh www.card you can go to sorry ah it's been a while it's been a while uh if you enjoy that if you if you want to see more of that let us know uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our website at fancybat.com slash cartoncast slash contact to leave a uh, message for us or to suggest a show. You can go to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher app of choice in order to give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. And more than anything else, please tell your friends about the show. Uh, we have a little bit of admin that I would like to mention before we wrap up, which is uh, we're going to be trying to do something. I think you mentioned somewhere at the top of this episode. Uh, that we're going to be doing things a little bit more off the cuff lately. But mm-hmm. just to put it in stone, we're going to be abandoning for the moment our regular format and just doing kind of what uh, what speaks to us in the moment, what we want to check out and have a quick conversation about without too much of the research because, frankly, uh, we're just not in the headspace for it. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> absolutely. We're going to try something new, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll come along for the ride. Can we at least say what we're going to do next? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Ben, you wanted to watch uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I did, I did. I recently realized that somehow through uh, through certain channels and networks, um, you know, uh, I was able to find that I was actually able to see the, watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it with Zane and then talk about it almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. My, my current opinion on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is I enjoyed Detective Pikachu. My my current opinion on it is I'm proud of the internet for holding Paramount's feet to the fire. <laughs> Hold the line. Yes. <laughs> for cyberbullying a studio. Yes, don't allow this to pass. 
no teeth, no teeth, no <laughs> teeth. Oh my god, if they could have done that for this. that That's Sonic the Hedgehog. The first pass of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was... Timmy no, and Jimmy Land. <laughs> it was... It, no adjectives, no moderators. It was the Jimmy and Timmy Power Hour. <laughs> yeah! It was exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I... I guess I have nothing else to say here. <laughs> there is nothing else to say, but uh, hopefully you'll join us for that, and we will see you in Mobius? In another dimension. Got a blast? <laughs> oh, we do have to blast. Can we blast? Oh, what does Sonic say that's similar to got a blast? Get Richard and Racket. <laughs> I don't know what he says. <laughs> I haven't heard Sonic talk in a long time. Get Razzy before you zazz it. <laughs> don't eat and play, Sonic Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he says. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up here.